The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Have you ever stopped to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners in literally every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues. A special note of gratitude goes to our listeners around the world in Vietnam, Egypt, and Spain, and in the states of Illinois, North Carolina, and Michigan. Welcome and thank you all for your continued support because you keep tuning in and listening uplift your life nourishment of the spirit is a top-ranked show here on the voice america talk radio network the oldest and most widely listened to online talk radio network thank you for listening and making this show success possible i love hearing from you so please keep sending me your questions and comments and if you want to get uplifting messages between shows, please click on the link to like us on Facebook. In addition to posting all our shows, I post special uplifting messages to you and I repost videos that will make you laugh, feel good about all the kindness in the world, fill your heart with the beauty of nature and animals, the delight of dance and music and the joy of being alive. With all of the viciousness and fear that is being spread, we must find a way to keep ourselves positive. Only like and follow the people who add positivity to the world. The answer to hate is love. Like us on Facebook and friend Paula Joyce and I will help you be part of the solution. And now for your tip for the week from my ebook, 33 Tips for Self-Empowerment. I wrote this book because when you are self-empowered, you are connected to your limitless higher self, your soul. As you learn to hear the still small voice within over the loud voices of others, you will begin to feel at peace because your limitless higher self has direct access to the divine. It is through this connection that miracles occur like unexpected healing, healthy relationships, peace, and wealth. So please use these tips. My tip for this week is in honor of our topic, walk the labyrinth. 
find a labyrinth in your area, indoors or out, and walk it. Before you enter it, say a prayer asking for what you want to release and receive. As you walk into the center, you will release what you no longer need. In the center, you will hear answers from your limitless higher self, God the divine. As you walk out of the labyrinth, you will be lighter and move more into your true self. For those of you who are not familiar with the labyrinth, you can listen to my show from March 27, 2014. The Reverend Dr. Lauren Artris was my guest on that show. She is the leading expert on this topic and the person who brought this ancient spiritual tool into popularity in recent years. I have been on several retreats with her, including one to Chartres, France, where we walk the labyrinth at Chartres Cathedral. I used the labyrinth for many years as a way of letting go of the past and moving with hope into the future. I used it when I left the workplace, when I left my ex-husband, and when I wanted to release anger, fear, and other difficult emotions. I even used it at the end of the year and on my birthday because in every ending is a new beginning. The labyrinth is a beautiful Beautiful and powerful spiritual tool that helps you let go of the past, heal loss, and hear the still small voice within, the part of you that is connected to the vine, the divine, the wise part of you that is hard to hear, but always tells the truth. Another aspect of ourselves that needs attention is the divine feminine. In my show at the beginning of this year on January 7th, psychic Dwan Washington told us how critical it is that we connect with the divine feminine energy that is coming into the world now. We need to balance out the masculine energies with the feminine. We see how important this is when we watch what is happening in the elections in the United States and throughout the world with increased fear, anger, and violence. Because of this, I'm facilitating the Am Awakening, embodying the divine feminine. This guided meditation will give you increased healing, intuition, and connection to spirit by opening 13 new channels in your back. This energy is needed to bring balance and peace to you and the world. Be among the first to receive the blessings of this meditation. Join us, relax, and experience wholeness. The Am Awakening will bring you more healing within your body, increased creativity, greater connection to your limitless higher self, increased intuition, and improved healing of your heart, physical, emotional, and mental and spiritual will be at the Center for Spiritual Living in Dallas, Texas, Sunday, September 18th. If you don't live in Dallas, contact me to present this workshop or another one in your area. And looking ahead, I'll be teaching Creating Financial Abundance on October 16th. 
choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. This show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose happiness, gratitude, abundance, love, peace, and positivity as we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life and let it go. We open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives and techniques, inspirational stories and guests who are thought leaders in their field like our guest today, Susan Anderson, who will talk with us about healing, abandonment, heart break and loss. Last week's show with Dr. Arthur Sierra Micoli revealed some fascinating information on stress. First, I knew that stress causes physical problems and disease, but I was shocked to hear statistics like stress causing cancer to spread eight times faster. Our lives truly do depend on our learning how to live with empathy and positive thinking. We must not only have empathy for other people, but we must have people in our lives who have empathy for us. Many women in particular believe that their job is to take care of everyone else. That leaves us depleted and vulnerable for disease. We must all recognize that we need healthy relationships and support. In addition, we need to learn to stop criticizing ourselves and start feeling good about who we are. It isn't about any accomplishments we have because there will never be enough of them or enough money. As Arthur said, we must stop looking at what's wrong with ourselves and start seeing what has always been right with ourselves. That's such a powerful statement that I'm going to repeat it. We must stop looking at what's wrong with ourselves and start seeing what has always been right with ourselves. If you're having trouble accepting that statement or want to learn more about how you can do this, I highly recommend that you click on the link on this page to hear this show or any others that you may have missed or want to listen to again. That's the beauty of having the shows on demand. You have easy access any time of day or night, allowing you to listen when it fits your schedule or needs. Now here's my silver lining story for today. My grandchildren were visiting and we were enjoying some time together at a community pool. There's no lifeguard on duty and a sign is clearly posted saying that no children under the age of 18 are allowed to be present without the supervision of an adult. When two children showed up alone, I told them that they couldn't be in the pool without an adult to watch them. They went and got their mother, who started shaking her finger at me and yelling that she was watching her children from around the corner. 
there was no way that she could see them from where she was standing because I couldn't see her. I told her that I was not going to be responsible for her children and that she was in violation of the community rules. She continued to yell and I chose to back off for the moment. This actually was a silver lining because I did not let my righteous indignation at her poor parenting get the better of me. I was concerned for her children whose mother clearly put her own needs above her children's safety. Since there was nothing I could do in the moment, however, I was proud of myself for focusing on taking care of my grandchildren and on not letting her bad behavior cause me to yell at her or ruin my time with my family. Both of these responses were old behaviors that I've worked very hard to heal. And here was concrete proof of my success. After that family left, I was relaxing with my grandchildren over a snack, and I decided to talk with them about the incident. I asked them if they understood what had happened and why I was upset. We had a serious discussion about parental responsibility, and at the ages of nine and seven, they clearly understood the situation. I also told them that I was going to report the woman to the people who managed the pool because her behavior was endangering her children. They were surprised, and I was glad to provide an example for them of how important it was that her behavior be reported. All too often, we take the easy way out because we don't want to cause a problem for someone else, or we don't want them to be upset with us. We all must be upstanders. In other words, we must stand up for the rights of those people who cannot stand up for themselves. This is a new term that is now being used instead of bystanders, because bystanders just watch and do nothing. We must speak out against injustice, bullying, and behavior that endangers others. We have a responsibility to help others who cannot help themselves. The silver linings for me were big. I saw that my past anger and past hurts or fear of another person's anger no longer controlled me. The bonus was showing my grandchildren how to handle this situation. There was a time when I would have been too conflicted and too worried about upsetting her to take appropriate action. Not anymore. I could see clearly what needed to be done and chose to handle a difficult situation in a way that I felt good about and helped my grandchildren feel good about. My family members lived through times of great loss because not enough people were upstanders. I wrote this poem in 2001 when I was trying to come to terms with my family's history. Grandpa's losses. I know you through stories and pictures. You were my playmate, my protector, yet I have no memories. In our picture, your body envelops mine, ensuring my safety, the safety you took away when I was only two. I climbed up the stairs to visit you. I'm told you were lonely up there, confined to a bedroom, never walking comfortably after the gangrene took your leg. So we played together. You held my hands. I danced on your bed, and we laughed 
Even then, only a small part of you was still here. The hope and faith that had sustained you were gone. As a young man in Warsaw, your future looked promising, a husband, a father, a shoe factory owner, until they padlocked the door, punishing you for your brother's desertion. He was dubbed the black sheet of the family, but without him, you would have died like all your relatives. Instead, you worked in your cousin's factory, moving your family to a one-room country shack with no opportunities. Your wife said, go to America a long, lonely journey without your mother's blessing. My cottage is leaving. And yet you went, Poland, Canada, Detroit. You worked hard, saved, bought a candy store, scrimped, and finally sent your family's passage by boat. But World War I broke out, and the money was lost at sea. So you started over, a loyal man, a family man, no young American woman for you. And after nine years, you finally embraced a family you no longer knew. You and Grandma worked long hours, your only repast being friends who came to talk politics and still no time to know your children. America entered World War II. This time you lost much more than money. This time your first grandchild was torpedoed into the sea, and with him went the future that you sacrificed so much for. This was the loss that broke you. None of us were enough to ease your pain. Why did God take Paul and not me? He was 18, a boy. I'm an old man. In your grief, you chose to go to him. You left me, and it still hurts. Healing from trauma has only been talked about in recent years. Before that, we were pretty much on our own to figure out how to survive. Then we had talk therapy, which can only take you so far. Some things cannot be put into words. That's why some of the new work that focuses on healing through the body is so important. I'll be the MC for a conference in Dallas, October 28th through 30th, that focuses on healing trauma through the body. Becky Thompson, author of Survivors on the Yoga Mat, will be the main speaker. Be sure to tune in to our show on September 15th when she will be my guest. And my guest today, Susan Anderson, certainly knows the pain of loss and how to heal. She is a psychotherapist who has specialized in heartbreak, loss, and abandonment for 30 years. She founded the Abandonment Recovery Movement, offering a program of support groups and new techniques. She leads workshops across the country and uses her website to bring her message of healing to abandonment survivors and clinicians. Her books include the Abandonment Recovery Workbook, Taming Your Outer Child, and the Journey from Abandonment to Healing. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. While listening to the commercials, click on the link to read about and register for the I'm Awakening, Embodying the Divine Feminine, or to schedule one of my seminars in your area. Then click on Store to purchase my ebook, 33 Tips for Self-Empowerment. Go to Calendar of Events to see your question for today. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Susan Anderson, who will talk with us about healing abandonment, heartbreak, and loss. 
the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective. From leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission, Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too, while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. listening to uplift your life nourishment of the spirit with dr paula joyce to reach the show today please call 1-866-472-5795 that's 1-866-472-5795 you may also send an email to dr paula joyce at gmail.com that's dr paula joyce at gmail.com now back to uplift your life nourishment of the spirit If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, my listeners, and as a top-ranked show, when you choose to advertise with me, you reach hundreds of thousands of people. If this interests you or if you want to become part of the conversation today, please call 1-866-472-5795 or send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. I value you and what you have to say, so please let me know what's on your mind and heart. And I hope you wrote down the losses that still cause you pain. I'm so pleased to welcome Susan Anderson, who's here to talk with us about healing, abandonment, heartbreak, and loss. Welcome, Susan. Oh, thank you. Um, It's a pleasure to have you on the show, and I love the work that you're doing. I know it came out of a personal story, a personal experience that is now a story, but was pretty painful at the time. And so in your own search, um, you found ways that you could help yourself and others. Would you please begin by sharing that with us? Well, you know, I had been um, a psychotherapist specializing in abandonment. I mean, there was sort of no such thing, but it was my special spin. And uh, it was looking through uh, at people through the lens of the abandonment, you know, the primal abandonment fear that we all share. And so many people had childhood wounds that were uh, still affecting them. And that was kind of my special focus. And so 20 years into the, this project, which I called my abandonment project, um, my, the love of my life, my marital partner of 18 years, suddenly left me for another woman. 
he and I had been in this blissful connection. It was so successful, so great. We accomplished so much together. We were very interdependent, and we just had a very working, beautiful thing. And it was, you know, romantic, too. And he just left me for a new person, a brand new excitement in his life, and just left me. And I was so devastated that I discovered that the tools that I had been using to help my clients with over the years that I thought were pretty good tools did not, were not sufficient. They did not do the job. They were, I would say, as weak as dishwater for, in my behalf. Um, and here, all of my clients would thank me for the, the tools that I would give them to help them cope with their heartbreak and abandonment. But in experiencing them myself, no. I needed to dig deeper. And my own field, psychology, um, didn't have anything beyond what I was already using. Um, and I, so I went into a, an interdisciplinary search and I searched the annals of, like, animal um, experimentation, you know, animal psychology and neuroscience, which I had to get a background in. It was a tremendous effort. But I was able to sort of un- understand and uncover how the healing process might best begin, especially when you're dealing with a primal kind of fear. Because you know it's universal. The abandonment fear is the crux of the human condition. It's what holds us together, really. Would would, would you explain that? Because I don't think everyone does know. Well, you know that we were all born, and at one point we were in somebody's womb, nice and warm, and then the next minute we were thrust out into a world where we were momentarily sort of in a state of help, you know, because it was cold and there were lights shining on us and we were suddenly missing that warmth. And then the next minute, if we were lucky, we were wrapped in a blanket. We were placed in our mother's arms. We were what, you know, whatever the the birthing procedure was, we were immediately brought back into a state of relative comfort, possibly never quite as comfortable as it had been in the womb, but nonetheless at which point we would experience, sometimes mommy or the caretaker, I'll just say mommy, sometimes mommy had us in her arms and sometimes we were all alone, cold and wet from from a, a wet diaper and hungry. And sometimes we were all snuggled in with a bottle and feeling good or a breast, um, depending on the era. And, you know, the, the back and forth between mommy being there and mommy not there, we can't help but know from, uh, from all the research that we experienced fear of mommy not being there. You know, so that's it's universal. We all have it as part of the basis. And as a result of that fear, we make sure our relationships work. You know, we're nice to each other. We form bonds. We form communities. We form organizations to help people help each other because we are glued together by knowing how scary it is to be cast out of society or to be left all alone, you know, all alone out in the woods and have no one there. Um, we have that equipment, which is part, partially due to the abandonment fear, which, which motivates us to stick to each other. So it's a fear, but it's nothing to fear. It is 
the basis of the pain that we feel when we either can't find a relationship or we're in one and it breaks up. You know, when that awful feeling of missing the boat, of not being able to find someone to love, or of having someone and then having that relationship end. So the pain that comes from that is from that universal abandonment fear. But, you know, even smaller things, being um, uninvi- not invited to a party that your friends are having or being uh, overlooked at work, not getting recognition that somebody less worthy um, seems to be getting or, or getting, you know, fired from a job is devastating. Um, so little, little snubs and slights and things that occur in our friendships, we've given our friend a birthday pr- present, but when it's our turn, they didn't reciprocate. You know, those little things can also trigger that awful feeling of not being enough, of being unworthy, the, the abandonment feelings, and some of the fear, and some of the self-doubt. What's wrong with me? Why don't people give me more? Whatever. So it's universal. We all have it to some extent, and some of us have it a little more than others. And, and so when we experience something in the present moment, even like somebody not returning a call, then we all, it's somewhere in our unconscious or subconscious or in our body, we go back to that old feeling of being alone um, without mother there. Yes, and it's cumulative. So if it hardly ever happens, if you're someone, people tend to return your phone calls. They do reciprocate with you, et cetera. And you have one instance, it probably won't trigger the fear, but it's cumulative. So if, you, if there's a tendency to be, if you're a salesperson and you're making cold calls and you're just not getting any responses, it, it accumulates. Um, you know, it, it's a cumulative effect. So if, if a lot of things have been happening lately where people aren't respecting you, giving you the respect that you crave, then that will trigger an unconscious reaction. And sometimes it's not so unconscious, but it's more visceral than, you know, it's not mental. It's more in the body. It's more a feeling of malaise, a sadness, a feeling of hurt, a feeling dejected, the perfect word. Um, It's a feeling that comes up, you know, rises up from the emotions. It's part of our you know, mental brain equipment, um, and, th- and that will not be so unconscious. It will actually be a feeling that we're aware of. And so how, how, what do we do? How do we heal from this? Yes, well, that's the big question. Um, and the answer to that is that there, there are many stages of healing, which is why I wrote the workbook to actually guide people through the process uh, easily, step-by-step, baby-step-by-baby-step. But the, the, the beginning answer is that there is no magic bullet. The reason we do <laughs> feel terrible when we've been uh, rejected, betrayed, abandoned, um, when, the reason that the pain is so tremendous, and it is, it can be so devastating, it brings us to our knees. I mean, it can really be... Um, overpowering of all of our other strengths. It can happen to very independent people. Um, But the reason for this is because it is hard work to get past it. It isn't something where there's a magic pill. 
it, it does take a lot of effort and even time. So people need to be given a roadmap so that they understand what they can expect so that they can not beat themselves up quite as much when they find themselves still struggling with it, you know, even though their friends may say, oh, just let go, move forward, and they're not able to because it's so painful. Um, so it, it's, it's the uh, idea that we have to first and foremost recognize there is no easy solution. We have to validate ourselves for having a serious wound and it's physician heal thy wound. We have to learn how to take exquisite care of ourselves at that time. And how do you do that? Well, that's where you need step-by-step guidance because it's so it's one of those easier said than done prescriptions, you know, love yourself, take care of yourself. How? So uh, there are things we can do, doing things that will help us. And, and you know, like like what? Yes. Well, here's here it is. You know, thinking your way out of the problem is, we all know that only is really obsession, and it, very, it goes in circles, and it really doesn't help. Although there is a whole thinking process when you've gone through something, either you're going through a breakup, you know, or a hurt of some sort, or a firing, or whatever, you're going through a current devastation, or you're sort of stuck in a life that isn't fulfilling because you don't have the relationship you need. You know, you haven't been able to find anyone or you don't have the job you need, etc. So the, um, the, the doing is that you have to start taking positive actions on your own behalf. And one of the very first things that is a doing step, I say the word doing over and over because people would rather read about this and hear about it than do it. Like, as if it'll just happen by osmosis, just hearing. Oh, I get that. I understand. Yeah, I I agree with you. And, you know, but you really do have to do it. The first thing is getting into the moment and being in the moment as much as you can. Learning how to be as conscious as you can. Learning how to take your eyes and your sense of skin, you know, your sense of feeling the breeze on your skin, your sense of stomach. (laughs) I'm inventing senses, but it's being aware of how every part of your body is feeling and also using your sensory organs to bring in the outside world one, one sense at a time in a very deliberate way to say, in this moment, I can hear the background noise of a, of a siren. Or in this moment, I can feel a slight movement of air against my skin, especially on my face. Or in this moment, I feel some tension in my forehead. But when you bring yourself into this moment with whatever sense you have, you are in the moment with that sense, and you are now leaving all of your worries about the past and the future and the pain and the hurt and what it means and the rejection and the, it's not it's my fault and I'm not good enough. You're leaving all of that behind for that second. And so that is step number one. And it is not a thinking step. It is a doing step. There are ways to actually get into the moment, guided ways, steps to take, because it's you could say, well, I should be in the moment today, and then you'll, <laughs> you can, then life can distract you and pull you, you know, into your obsession or into your activity, and you forget to get into the moment. 
So there is a doing step for that to make sure that every day, perhaps several times a day, you make a deliberate attempt to meditate, do yoga, or whatever it takes, guided visualization, a relaxation exercise, whatever it is, there are many ways to get into the moment. That is the very first principle, and it is the first step. But then it goes on from there. uh, Well, and I'd like to just say that uh, before we go to break that when you do this consistently, the kind of thing that you're talking about, then when something happens that um, might trigger an abandonment um, response, you automatically go into the moment. And I'd uh, you know, like to say that the example that I gave with my grandchildren, where this woman was distracting me from en- the enjoyment of my children with her problems, and I could have gotten caught up in that and lost track of the enjoyment that I was wanting to have and had been having with my grandchildren. And so I caught sight of them. I caught myself in this interaction with this woman that was going nowhere and was going to trigger bad feelings. And I brought myself back to the enjoyment and the play that my grandchildren and I were having. Um, I think this is what you're talking about. It is, and and, and in doing that, that was a doing thing, and you did it deliberately. You recognized that you could be pulled away, and you deliberately brought yourself back to the bounty of what was happening, which was your grandchildren. And so you were able to bring yourself into that moment with them because you did it. It would have been much easier to be just pulled away by somebody's issues and codependency and they need you and whatever it was. I, I don't know what it was, but it would be so much easier, but you deliberately did it and found it worked. Uh, exactly. And so I think that... Um, this is really important for people to see the concrete results and and that in action. So um, we're going to um, go to break and come back and talk more about what we can do. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. While you're listening to the commercials, click on the link to sign up for my newsletter. You'll receive the free chapter on my ultimate creative problem-solving process from my best-selling book, which will help you release hidden fears and blockages to hearing your soul, your true self, your inner wisdom, healing at deep levels and getting what you truly want in life. This process came to me in that space that Robert Moss talked about between sleeping and waking. It continues to be a gift that helps my clients heal more profoundly and at a more rapid rate than would normally be expected because it helps us integrate the right brain and the left brain and to move forward as um, as one energy. Now in your paper, write down some ways that you can release the pain of your losses. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Susan Anderson to talk with us more about healing abandonment, heartbreak, and loss. (music) 
the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. And I hope you wrote down some ways that you can release the pain of your losses. And I'm so glad that Susan Anderson is here to talk with us more about this very thing. Susan, um, welcome back. Um, During the break we were talking about, and I think would be a a good place to start, is a specific example. When my father died, um, he had been a very angry person, and and that kept a distance um, between us. And when he died, this huge amount of anger emerged that I didn't know what to do with and that surprised me. Okay. Well, you know, we go, the the five stages of abandonment spell SWIRL. It's an acronym that means shattering, withdrawal, internalizing, rage, and lifting. So, and they represent the, 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 the swirling process as we overlap from one phase to the next of the abandonment grief process. But children go through it too. So what you're describing to me is that, you know, children go through SWIRL. They go through every one of those phases and you, I'm sure at times went through shattering, withdrawal, internalizing, and then rage. With your father being angry and keeping a distance, that caused all of that. It caused moments of disconnection. You caused moments of wanting him to approve and to be more loving. It caused um, feelings of inadequacy, I'm not enough, and then it caused rage. And children can get stuck in those feelings. It's really a more accurate way of putting it is that they internalize those feelings. If they, 
they, here's a lot of anger being displayed, and so there's there there are feelings of anger that you're. It's not your personality; it's somebody else's. But you're harboring the other person's anger. You're interjecting that. So, and then you have the final stage is lifting. There are moments when you're fine, and, and life kind of pulls you back out, and you get wonderfully distracted by the moment because you're a child, and the chi- child can get easily brought into the moment much more easily than adults. Um, so now your father, as an adult, your father dies. And much to your sort of surprise, all of this anger toward comes out. I, don't, I, want, I was also to say anger toward him, but it might even have been anger toward him, undifferentiated anger that was just there like some kind of an agitated feeling. And a lot of that would probably hearken back to the childhood that was swirling through childhood and having, you know, internalizing and interjecting a lot of your father's anger as well as the anger you felt as a child having a father who kept a distance. So that would be a typical example. And to make this relate to all the folks out there, you know, when you, ha- when you go through abandonment, you tend to have the most difficulty working through a stage that you struggled with the most as a child. That's, that's just the way it works. If you, you grew up in a family where you were being criticized and you weren't, you know, you, you, your self-esteem is, is hurt by that. When you're an adult, you may have self-esteem issues, and when you go through abandonment, you will feel just mortified, you will feel worthless, you will feel like it was, it was all because you're not enough, you're not, you know, good enough in some way, you're not successful enough or beautiful enough or whatever. And so you, we tend to get, go through a little bit of a rougher time with those things that we experienced in childhood. But what happens is when we experience the anger and many of the other sensations that I just referred to, you know, like the low self-esteem, we tend to act them out in the form of outer child patterns. And then we spend our adulthood trying not to act them out because they sabotage our goals. So we, you know, when at a certain stage in childhood, we have defense mechanisms which become later on patterns that sab- try to sabotage our goals. So, for instance, the person with low self-esteem, let's say, it, as an adult, will tend to grab for immediate gratification instead of, you know, sticking to the diet or sticking to the exercise plan or staying in med school or doing whatever it is that involves the longer range plans, which involve delaying gratification. They can't delay gratification. They keep succumbing to the instant gratification. They grab for, they go on a shopping trip or they grab for the quick fix of some sort because they don't feel important enough they don't love themselves enough to do the hard thing, which is to, you know. So h- how do you break that pattern? The, sorry? I'm so, how do you break that pattern? So that becomes, so abandonment recovery isn't just about sort of healing the heart wound. It's also overcoming the patterns of, of self-sabotage. They go hand in hand because unresolved abandonment is manifested in patterns of self-sabotage. So they go hand in hand. So the doing aspects of the program involve well, a very important step 
be, after you've strengthened that muscle of the adult mind to be able to get into the moment and prove to yourself that you are an adult who can stand on your own two feet and who can indeed survive, even if you only you know, feel that a few minutes at a time while you're in the worst of the pain, you, know, you, you are strengthening that muscle. And while you're doing that, you are also reversing self-abandonment. Because in adulthood, really, the only abandonment that's real is self-abandonment. We're too old to be abandoned. We're too able to do things for ourselves. We can't really be abandoned. We can feel abandoned. And when we do, we, the hurt, the pain, the, self, the self-esteem loss causes us to abandon ourselves. So the self-abandonment is what creates the patterns of self-sabotage. We don't do what the, the right thing. We do the easy thing, the knee-jerk thing, the impulsive thing. Um, we avoid things. We procrastinate, etc. We, we're, we're doing all these things because we're abandoning ourselves. We're abandoning our real hopes and dreams. So the step that's so important in abandonment recovery is to reverse self-abandonment and inculcate self love and that is so abstract sounding and easier said than done but it's doable but it doesn't take thinking about it it takes doing exercises actually doing them at the beginning on a daily basis and then at least three times a week and ultimately you know a check-in when there's a bump in the road but these exercises are doing things that are absolutely essential to commence a process of really developing a brand new relationship with yourself, new and improved, you know, a really strong, positive relationship with yourself where you are finally taking yourself by the scruff of your neck and guiding yourself into wonderfully self-loving, self-nurturing, self-giving behaviors. And I, I just want to say that I think that that's the key. We only have uh, one minute left in this portion of the show, but that is the key to me is reconnecting with ourselves because we have all abandoned ourselves with the self-criticism and the self-sabotaging or negative behavior. I've even had people say to me, oh, I do love myself. It's e- so easy to fool ourselves. Yes, and yes. And, and the work is hard. So tell us, um, just in, in the next 30 seconds, really briefly, how do we get ourselves to um, value ourselves enough to do the work? Well, that, that is the, why I wrote the workbook, because it is hard work, and it's not an aphorism. It has to be done. It's not just think about it. So I made it as easy as I could. In fact, it, it's a step-by-step, baby-step program that actually helps people follow this path and find their way to self-love, self-nurturing, you know, and, and overcoming their patterns of self-sabotage one baby step at a time. And that's what it is. It's bit by bit. Like you said, there's no magic pill. So I encourage everyone to go to Susan's website, abandonment.net, as well as to purchase her book on my website. Susan, thank you so much for... Thank you, Paula. I appreciated our conversation very much. Thank you. And you have a beautiful day and, and blessings with your work. 
Thank you. And you too. Thank you. And I want to thank my audience for joining us for Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please click on the link to like us on Facebook, then click on the link to my resources page to purchase Susan's book and go to my store to purchase my books. Then learn about my services, including coaching, speaking, energy healing, past life regressions, or to sponsor one of my experiential workshops, such as overcoming coming abuse through self-empowerment, 21 steps for healing the body, energy healing, the OM awakening, and the ultimate creative problem-solving process. And if you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching, which I do in person over Skype or on the phone. When you work with me, you get support, guidance, and healing from the spiritual realm, the archangels, the angels, and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature work through me and directly with my clients. My process connects your mind, body, and soul, resulting in faster progress and profound healing emotionally, mentally, and physically. Click on the link to register for the I'm Awakening, Embodying the Divine Feminine. Then go to Calendar of Events and press click here to send me an email. If you have a question about a difficulty in your own life or an inspirational story to to share, leave a phone message at 214-736-4460 or send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. If you live in Dallas, I invite you to experience my ultimate creative problem-solving process, just click on the meetup icon on my website homepage to RSVP. Please join us next Thursday when Graham Phillips will be here to talk with us about the evidence proving the existence of King Arthur Camelot and Excalibur. This should be fun. This is Dr. Polly, your CM or chosen mom as designated by Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Have a blessed week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Until then, have a positive week. We'll be right back.